Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Tommaso Boyola from the Fattoria La Castellina. Welcome. So just to get our bearings, whereabouts are you um, in Chianti, Classico? Where is Castellina in Chianti? Yes, and this is my son Cosimo on my left. So Castellina is uh, one of the three old town with uh, Rad and Gaiole, but were part of the historical uh, Chianti area. In fact, a uh, long time ago, Chianti was much smaller and uh, the territory was uh, of this free town, free village, Castellini Chianti, Rada and Gaiole. And Castellina is between uh, Florence and Siena, about in the middle, and before uh, it was part of Florence and was on the border between Florence and Siena. And so Florentine people and Siena people, they were always fighting. And that's why Castellina has walls all around the village to defend also in medieval period anyway, the, the town. And uh, now we are uh, inside uh, of the Palazzo Squarcialupi, the Squarcialupi Palace, uh, in the aging cellar uh, of the farm, uh, because uh, uh, this was uh, for a certain period uh, the headquarters uh, of uh, the Squarcialupi family. The Squarcialupi family, they were uh, very powerful for uh, 1200 uh, until. Uh, the Renascimento period, that is uh, about the period of the palace, is from the 15th uh, century. And they were uh, friends with Medici family, sometimes friends, sometimes enemy, because uh, sometimes they were uh, staying with Florence and sometimes with Siena. So that happens uh, at the end, they have been destroyed because uh, they chose Siena when Florence uh, win over Siena. So anyway, uh, all our farm is um, in the palace and uh, in the territory which is uh, around the village of Castellina. We have about 140 hectares of uh, land and um, vineyard are about 40 hectares especially in the southwest loop, which is from bordering with the village of Castellina, looking to Valdelsa Valley. You can see when it's very clear air sometimes San Gimignano, in fact. And um, our uh, area is um, quite up on the hill. Um, Castellina is 580 meters over the sea level. And uh, we have... Uh, the land that uh, goes from uh, the 550 meters uh, going down until 350 meters. This means that we have uh, so many differences of uh, soils uh, and uh, climate because uh, on the top uh, we have uh, wines uh, that are uh, really, really characterized uh, from intensive flavor 
and uh, going down then we have wines depends also from the soil that has uh, sometimes very high structure and um, soil in uh, this area is changing so often because uh, we have uh, sometimes rocks that are uh, from galestro that is the sedimentary rocks uh, and sometimes from alberese which is another sedimentary rock that is different is uh, uh, with stones uh, which are more strong. So we have uh, many different situations of uh, soil and uh, microclimate. Let's, if you just tell us a little bit about some of the wines that you make. You make a tremendous number of, uh, of wines. Can you start off with, you make a white wine called Galaverna. You mentioned about the high altitude. That seems to come from quite a high, a high site at 500 meters. Tell us a little bit about the Galaverna. Yes, okay. Um, Galaverna is uh, um, our white wine, which is produced from Malvasia and uh, some Trebbiano too. So um, the area where we produce it is at uh, 500 meters uh, over the sea level, so it's uh, really quite up in an area which is uh, very rocky. And, uh, the characteristic uh, of this wine uh, is uh, to be a wine to, to drink quite soon uh, because it's not a wine that uh, can age, can uh, keep longer. And uh, the characteristic of the Malvasia gives uh, some kind of flavor, flower fl flavor like acacia. And uh, in the taste, uh, you can find uh, notes uh, that um, is uh, conducing you to apple, like yellow apple, like that. And uh, now we are uh, using also this uh, Malvasia for the Vinsanto, because you know that uh, Vinsanto is produced from uh, Trebbiano and uh, Malvasia. A part of the grape is used for the Galaverna and another part for uh, Vinsanto. I want to introduce you another wine that uh, is producing uh, with um, another white wine produced still from Malvasia. But uh, I'd like that uh, Cosimo, my son, that start to do this production uh, will uh, tell you. Okay, this is a uh, macerated uh, white wine. You can see the label. And uh, it's called uh, Damadambra. It's uh, similar to an uh, orange wine and uh, we age uh, after the fermentation the Malvasia with the skins uh, for uh, nine months uh, inside this big uh, amphora in um, terracotta jars. During the aging, the minerals of the clay go inside the wine we have a special micro-oxygenation of the wine, so it um, enhances the floral aromas. We taste uh, white flowers, uh, ripe yellow apple, uh, but uh, also special aromas of uh, marzipan, vanilla, without uh, wood on the wine. So it's uh, very interesting. The, the oldest method, if you want to do the wine. If you're drinking that um, amphora wine, 
Is there a particular dish that you like eating with it, a food match? With, with this white wine that is uh, quite similar to a light red wine, you can eat uh, fish, soups, but also pasta and uh, some dish of um, white meat, for example. Not strong, not red meat. And um, this is uh, better for the Sangiovese in Amphora. That brings my name. It's the first experimentation for my experimental thesis uh, in the degree course of uh, enology in 2017. Then we started the production of Syrah in Amphora, Malvasia in Amphora, and uh, we are looking for our other varieties because uh, the terracotta for us uh, express in the best way the flavors of uh, each variety. Should we talk about some of the red wines that you make? Let's start with the Chianti Classico, the Squarcialupi. This is uh, the main production that uh, we do because it's the Chianti Classico uh, of the year and uh, we produce about uh, 50,000 bottles for year. And uh, the grape that we use is uh, Sangiovese 95% and uh, Colorino 5%. And uh, the production of the grape uh, for this is about uh, 6,000 uh, uh, kilo for hectare. Uh, and this because uh, you cannot produce uh, the maximum of the Chianti Classico that is allowed to produce if you want to get a good quality, really. And uh, then we, we take a particular care to the grape, to the skin of the grape, especially, because uh, from the harvest, uh, we do by hand, uh, but not using a big container for the grape, but a basket that are quite small. And uh, so uh, also in the um, crashing down the grape, we use uh, a machine which has a winery, which use uh, the different size uh, of grape, so it separates the best one from all the green part. And uh, also we start uh, at about a temperature of 14 degrees, so to save all the primary aroma. And uh, we do in, uh, in a container of about 50, uh, 100 hectoliters. And uh, the fermentation then uh, is going on for uh, 15, 20, 25 days, it depends from the quality of the skin of the grape, because we, we try to do a better extraction. And then we also do some a period of maturation, which can be 10, 15 days. And so we look for a characteristic of original of the territory, because really is uh, Sangiovese can uh, now give uh, really nice, nice uh, expression. And the aging uh, of the Chianti Classico, our uh, basic Chianti Classico is in big barrel and uh, the most is aging this uh, wine cellar uh, that you see here. And uh, is um, in Castellina, you get wines that uh, uh, are not uh, ready quickly 
takes time, the wine, is a wine that can be aged uh, longer. I can say that uh, now we are uh, out selling with uh, 2017 because we will start uh, in a while uh, with uh, 2018. Because uh, our wine uh, you can appreciate uh, after uh, some years at the best. And uh, you can keep uh, without problems uh, for uh, 10 years, maybe more uh, when you have uh, good, good harvest. I've got a little uh, question for you about the, the, the vineyard. A lot of your vineyards are southwest facing. How do you make sure you don't get sunburn in the afternoon for those uh, vines that are southwest facing? You mean in uh, which direction, uh, which is this position of uh, our vineyard? And uh, the most we have uh, this loop uh, which is looking uh, west, southwest. And uh, especially in the part uh, coming down from uh, Castellina, where the slope is more deep, uh, we use uh, to do terrace. So we recreate uh, big terrace, uh, larger than uh, it was before. Uh, and in this way, we, we found an exposition uh, south-southwest, which is really the best exposition. And, uh, also, in this way, you can keep the fertility of the soil because you have not so deep line of the vineyard, but you have almost like flat. You can also work better. It's also beautiful to see and it's very important because you have to, you can do a regimation of the water, the raining Water. So this, uh, especially where uh, you have uh, a sloop quite deep, uh, is uh, an, uh, an important way. Also, the other part uh, where is more high in, Ca in Castagneto, which is, uh, you can say, east uh, in direction uh, from Castellina village, but this position is all uh, south. So um, our disposition is uh, sometimes south, sometimes southwest, uh, and the part is west. I can say that uh, not uh, always you get this best uh, wine, our best wine from the same vineyard, because uh, you know now climate is changing and uh, sometimes the limitation point, the critic part uh, is uh, to have enough rain. Before, when I arrived here, because uh, I started in 1989, uh, managing of the farm, and at the beginning was uh, very hard to have enough uh, alcohol degree and enough sun, and the problem was the rain. Now it depends. Sometimes you have uh, perfect sun and rain, like in uh, 2015, 2016. 2017 was uh, so dry here that we get the best wine, uh, not south, properly south, but west. What about um, international grape varieties? I mean, you spoke a little bit earlier about Sangiovese. How do how does Syrah and, and Merlot fare in uh, Castellino and Chianti? So we have uh, a little of uh, Syrah and uh, Cabernet and uh, a little more uh, of Merlot in Castellini Chianti. And uh, this was connected also to 
the period when I started, where I was planting quite a good quantity of Merlot, also because having the vineyard so up on the sea level, I was looking for something that could have enough good maturation. And for example, Merlot that has a shorter period in front of Sangiovese was doing well. Right now, from several years, we are planting uh, Sangiovese, especially Sangiovese, and uh, now the clones, the variety, are uh, much different, and we get a very, sometimes, wonderful maturation. For example, for uh, producing Amphora wine, we use a clone of Sangiovese, which is uh, CV10, CV10 which is wonderful on, uh, with it on Ritter. And uh, together with Sangiovese, we start producing some different uh, varieties that are still original from Castellina, which is Colorino, and uh, Canaiolo. And uh, the other variety that are original from Castellina are white grape. You were talking about Colorino. Is it the Colorino di Valdarno that you have? No, I think it's uh, Colorino di Valdarno as the grape a little bigger. Our Colorino, that is um, also here in Chianti long, long, long time ago, has very, very small uh, grape, is uh, like all the Colorino anyway, is uh, red also inside. Um, we planted uh, really long time ago, and uh, I, I can say the, clone, the precise clone of Colorino, really. I'll ask you a little bit about other activities of the estate. You have a very, it seems like a very active restaurant and accommodation. How important is it for you to have both the vineyard and also the agritourism and uh, the other elements that you bring to your, to your business? It's an integration, it's, uh, it's good, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I hope to have the possibility to have uh, you here <laughs> once when uh, it's possible. But anyway, we have uh, Agriturismo, we have about 10 apartments, and uh, we have the hotel, which is in the up floor of the Palazzo Squacciolupi, and uh, the restaurant, which is at the um, first floor, uh, that is also is giving a lot of work, really. But is uh, something um, beautiful because uh, it's also the way sometimes also when uh, people is coming uh, here and uh, it's possible to meet uh, first in the winery and then uh, have a taste in our restaurant of food and wine. In the taverna, Squatchalupi, in the restaurant, we do research for, uh, anyway, Toscana plate, but anyway, how you say, visiting again the plate. So we try to put something of original by ourselves. And for example, we planted the all the kind of grano, which is grano verna or Senator Cappelli's special kind of grano that were cultivated grain, so that were cultivated before, also in Italy, 
And uh, from that, you get uh, particular flower, different, uh, that we use uh, producing uh, by ourselves uh, pasta and uh, bread. And um, it tastes different. So we, we do a search for uh, original uh, plates that are coming from our tradition. I, I, don't, I don't manage everything. I mean, uh, hospitality is my wife, Monica, that helped me. And, uh, and now uh, Cosimo, who got graduated just uh, three years ago and is an oncologist. And uh, he's uh, also trying to do something different in wine. Is uh, an example is this Amphora wine, but it's doing very well. Uh, it's, uh, very interesting, is a kind of uh, easy, really easy drinking. Then we, we have the, the Merlot, and so we start to do some uh, drying of the Merlot. So we, the Merlot, our Super Tuscan, which is this, the Reale, is produced from uh, some Merlot that uh, has been dried before and is giving uh, something very powerful and uh, different from the normal Merlot that you can taste in, uh, in Chianti. Also the white that Cosimo was presenting you before is uh, really something that is different in our area. We are uh, now organic. We were uh, producing organic grape from 2008 but from 2020, we are organic, also in the wine cellar. And so, um, in 2020, we produce our uh, first wine without uh, adding sulfites, Rubisco. The Rubisco is uh, the first uh, organic <laughs> wine without sulfites at all. I have a, just a question about your um, sales. What are your, what are your key markets? In outside of Italy, and how are how important are sales direct from the winery for you? In Italy, uh, the most of the sale is what we do directly in Castellina. No, in Castellina there is a lot of tourism, and uh, we have a direct sale on the Chiantigiana Way, and uh, the other direct sale is in the palace uh, in the center of the village. And so um, I can say 40, 50% of the production we succeed to sell uh, here in Castellina in uh, the direct sale in the restaurant uh, with uh, the guest of the hotel of the tourismo. And then uh, while the winery was starting in 1989 from 11 hectares, and now we have uh, a little more than 40 hectares. So we are uh, looking anyway to find uh, new importers. Our main market right now is uh, the US. The US and uh, then we have uh, several uh, still uh, small importers uh, around the world. Not so much in Europe still. For example, uh, England is missing because it's not an easy market. We sell something in Germany, not so much, something in Far East, something in East Europe. So several uh, small uh, market and uh, 
the quite big importers for us is in the US right now. Let's just finish with a couple of words about um, your Vinsanto. You make a, a normal Vinsanto and uh, you make also an Occhio di Pernice. What is the difference between the two? Yes, uh, the Vinsanto, the classic one, uh, is produced uh, from white grapes, uh, which is uh, Trebbiana and Malvasia. The proceeding uh, is the same like Occhio di Pernice, but Occhio di Pernice is produced from uh, Sangiovese grape. And uh, this makes uh, uh, more difficult uh, also the period when you dry the grape, uh, because anyway, the um, Sangiovese has a skin which is more weak. And so um, you have uh, a reduction of the quantity from uh, the grape that you pick and the grape that you go to squeeze after about two months. And so you have uh, no more than uh, 30% of the product at the end. Anyway, we, we pick up uh, the grape, or Trebbiana and Malvasia for the normal Vinsanto, or Sangiovese from the Occhio di Pernice. And then we have um, a cover uh, big room where uh, we keep in a small basket and uh, we do ventilation. So when uh, we succeed the, the right uh, sugar concentration, then we squeeze it. And uh, what you get from the Occhio di Pernice is uh, at the end also because you have uh, more concentration of all the elements, and so is, uh, it has uh, more uh, structure and more intensity at the end. Anyway, what we squeeze after decantation in uh, a container with uh, low temperature, we fill up uh, the small barrel, caratelli, like, um, like in the tradition, uh, is, uh, we keep uh, the same uh, method. And uh, we don't fill up, uh, we fill for about three quarters, uh, and then uh, we close uh, with cement uh, and the fermentation is going on uh, in this uh, container. For uh, several years, uh, because uh, Vinsanto, you have to do where uh, the barrel can, uh, can uh, feel the low temperature in winter time and higher temperature in summer time. Because there is a cycle of uh, fermentation and clarification naturally with high temperature fermentation and uh, with low temperature clarification. So um, after about four years of this cycle, then the Vinsanto is, uh, is ready. And then we, we bottle. But we do a small production. Consider that uh, we produce uh, about uh, 3,000 uh, bottles for uh, the Pernice. The bottle is half liter and uh, a little more of the other Vinsanto. Not every year, because uh, you have to have a really healthy, healthy grape. So in the good year. I just want to say thanks uh, to my guests today, Tommaso and Cosimo Borgiola of the Fattoria La Castellina in Castellina in Chianti Classico. It's been a real pleasure listening to you uh, this morning. And I'm so glad you sent the, one of you sent an email to me saying, hello, can we come on the podcast? 
And I'm very glad you sent me that email because you've spoken so well about what you do in, um, in a very traditional way, it feels. And um, there are lots of lovely little stories that you've uh, given us. And we wish you every success, father and son, and also with your amphora wines, which also sound very, very interesting and very, very well thought out, more importantly. So thank you very much to you. Okay, thank you. I'll come and visit you. I'm in Montalcino. I'll come and have a visit to you, okay? I promise. Okay, but I will, uh, I will be very happy to to know you face to face. So I, I hope, yes, to see you soon, really. Perfect. Thank you to you. Thank you very much for your attention. Bye. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.